Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio, where we talk about the biggest hoax of our time, 9-11, and all the psyops and hoaxes before and after September 11th, 2001. You can call us at 518-564-0491 or Skype contact Fakeologist. We stream 24-7 at stream.fakeologist.com. Our archives are at radio.fakeologist.com. The show normally broadcasts at 9.11 p.m. Eastern Time, but we may live broadcast any evening time as guests become available. Now, here's your host, Avarado. Okay, calm down, Rolo. Episode 135, you're listening to Fakeologist Radio. This is the Java Ring episode, a very special episode with Java Ring. You heard my intro, and you heard Java Ring's True Lies, where li- lies and truth intro. So I'll, without any further ado, we'll go right to Java Ring and welcome him to the broadcast. Fakeologist, sir, thank you uh, for having <laughs> me on here. Oh, this is this is great. Welcome aboard. We finally connect after all this time. We've been going back and forth for, I'm just looking through the history, maybe a year, year and a half. Well, I guess I stood you up the first, you probably feel that way, possibly, but I actually did have to work last minute and I was, you know, that kind of stuff happens. So Yeah, that's okay. Well, some of us work for a living and uh, try and make money to support the slave system and and keep our existence going and pay for all these little toys that we play with in the audio world. So uh, I understand. I Honestly, I, I sort of forgot. I, I'm a forgive and forget person, so I don't think... I don't hold grudges normally for too long okay. anyway. Maybe. Plus, there's so many people in this... In this area of research, it's it's hard to keep track of everybody. So who does what to whom? It's uh, you need a scorecard. You need a, a program to figure out who talks to who, who doesn't talk to who. So I don't. I try not to get too deep into that because mm-hmm. uh, 
it's just too much to list. And uh, right with all the with all the aliases and and whatnot, and so you need a scorecard, I guess, to keep track. Yeah. So did I say the name of your broadcast properly? True Lies Radio, and your your fancy little slogan there. There, you know what? I mean, it's all it's all pretty much plagiarized, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, I have a blog. It's uh, True Lies uh, Podcast dot dot com. Okay. And but I mean, it's just. It's not even necessarily all truth oriented, but this is stuff I think is interesting, and and that's basically all it is. And we do a podcast, uh, me and uh, Monosodium, mm-hmm. and once again, it's not always uh, truth uh, you know oriented, but but it's interesting to me, and that's just kind of what we try to do. Hopefully, you find it interesting. Well, anything, anytime I do find it interesting, I do link to it. And I, I can't listen to everyone at all times, but uh, I try and listen to them. I definitely try and listen to all of yours. And uh, I keep all feeds. I keep even old feeds. And sometimes I go back to them and look and, ooh, there's a new podcast. But I think yours was dormant for quite a while. And then all of a sudden I saw something new. Yeah. So your website is truelizepodcast.blogspot.com? Yeah. Yes, and we don't have enough. Uh, um, we don't have enough hits yet to to warrant spending the ten dollars on the dot com. But I guess at some <laughs> <laughs> at some point we probably will. I guess. Yeah, you might have to bust out a. Uh, is it a Jackson? Um, I haven't looked lately. Sometimes it changes. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure how they evaluate that stuff. But uh, yeah, I know it's not very much. Yeah, I don't carry cash really either, as a rule. So I don't even know what our what our our money changes really, really quickly. They they add so many security features to it. I think uh, I think you need to be some kind of duplication specialist to even come close. We've got plastic. We've got clear clear sections. We've got holograms. Uh, we got everything except value to our our money. <laughs> it's dropped like a right. stone. But you did surpass the dollar, I mean, a couple years ago, right? For the yeah, first time. Really, Joke about that. Well, it wasn't the first time, but it, it was really yeah. brief. It was brief. And uh, we just, we, we all rushed the border and started filling up your Targets and your Walmarts and, and, and Costco's and bringing all the stuff back, feeling really good about ourselves. Because we knew it wouldn't last, and now it's back in the dump. So now it... Uh, now it's like cutting a piece of your hand off when you buy something over there, even though it's cheaper overall. I mean, it's all literally from China, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. We see the stuff here, and it's all the exact same stuff, but then we just drive over the border and go through the interrogation procedure and uh, then bring it back like uh, as, as if we robbed a store. feels good sometimes, but... Well, I mean, not to get too heavy, too fast here on this call, but uh, I think I read somewhere that I, I swear it was like over ten percent of U.S. retail is through Walmart. Okay, I swear well, it was that. It was that. It's something like this, and and uh, you know, of course, they have the uh, the uh, way out. You know, high tech distribution centers and, and so forth. Uh, yeah, but every product is from China. Of course, so nobody in yeah, North America is building anything anymore. There's no. well, that's not true. Mexico, we have to consider Mexico. It's part of North America, even though a lot of us up here, it's too far away to think about it too much, unless we're going on a trip, vacation. But um, yeah, there's there. 
we're just not making stuff here anymore. And um, if you want to get into, you know, you you wonder why we hear about the FEMA camps and uh, all these other Alex Jones type scare concepts. I do think there must, they have to, those that rule over us, the, the our herders, our planners, whoever's running the show is going to have to figure out what to do with everybody. Because as soon as they automate all the jobs that they haven't shipped to China, there's going to be a lot of people with nothing to do. And that, to me, could be a real problem. So unless you dope them up and entertain them up, uh, the few that break loose of the herd, uh, what are you going to do with them? Because you don't have anything for them physically, work-wise, to do. Sure. That could be a problem. It could be. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you are planning and running a population, you would have to consider what the long-term effects of getting rid of all the jobs could be. Especially Especially if all the jobs are just creating paper and then shipping them across town or the and then having someone else just chew up the paper and and send it back you're not doing anything so you know right. yeah i think of that often there's not too many people that turn a spade and and dig a hole or or pave something there's a lot of people that uh, aren't doing anything so anything sure. that really moves things forward or feeds people or or takes care of their their byproducts. It just this is a lot of nonsense. Anyway, that's not what this broadcast is about. As you know, Java and can I call you Java? Java Ring. Yes. This Fine. broad this broadcast is about nine uh, eleven, and I discuss nine eleven because I think it's the biggest military media hoax of all times, and a lot of. Some I've heard some criticism from some people that say, well, why does one talk about 9-11 all the time? And my answer, of course, and I'll repeat it, you probably know about it. I don't know if you're one of the people that might have wondered why we bring up 9-11 all the time, although I'm sure you know. It's just because I think it's it's a hoax. It's an event, rather. We'll start off as an event. It's an event that everyone on the planet knows about. I doubt you could go anywhere on the planet and not get a comment or reaction to what happened on 9-11 2001 in New York City or Washington or Shawshank or what's it called? Shaw something Pennsylvania What was the other? It was uh, oh, it just slipped my mind right now. It doesn't matter but there's almost nowhere you could go without getting reaction and if and if people want to figure out what I think is correct about what happened that day, at least they're going to know what I'm talking about. And when they do understand uh, the article, some of the breakdowns that I create on my blog, fakeologist.com, then they'll be able to understand just about every major event in the media, big or small. And that's really the reason why I wanted to talk about it every week especially with new people, not necessarily new to the concept of fakery and hoaxery and fakeology and conspiracy, but just I wanted to get, I wanted to try and get every week a different perspective from different people to see if I could see if there's enough people that um, agree with my way of looking things. And it didn't take long that I figured out that there isn't a lot of people. There are a lot of people rather out there that do agree 
with this way of looking at things. And it's quite a thriving, big community on the planet. And uh, that was the whole idea. So now you're the 135th official person that I've had. Well, not necessarily people, but broadcast where we we talk about this. So what's your take on 9-11? How long would you call yourself, for instance, a fakeologist? And are, do you look at, do you look at 9-11 the same way I do and many of the people on this blog do? So over to you. What do you, what do you say? I mean, uh, 9-11 as an event and the intricacies of, uh, it being an inside job, um, I don't have anything to lend as far as um, conspiracy candy or, or, or things that I've found in any kind of research. Um, I do know that we have to live with the results of it, um, legislation-wise and the uh, kind of things they've implemented over the last few years. That's that you know whatever's fake is fake, and and but that's the real part. Um, yeah, I mean we can talk about I guess. Um, you know, the media fakery. And I, I was kind of aware of that before 9-11 just because um, I grew up as a – my parents are Christians and so they would always be very critical about television. Even in, when I was a kid, I would watch television with my parents and they would critique it as it went along. If there's certain things that they didn't agree with, they wanted to make sure that I understood why. And so uh, I understood that there was an agenda uh, behind everything. Anything coming from the media um, was going to have some kind of spin on it. Um, I mean, as far as specifics, do we want to talk about that, or do you have any questions that way? Well, on nine eleven two thousand one, where were you, and uh, when the event was, occurred, what uh, what occurred to you? What's going on? This may be too much detail, but I didn't see the first plane hit. Of course, I uh, was uh, laying naked on a bed and uh, in my apartment, <laughs> and uh, with someone. Did anyone see uh, the first plane hit? George no, Bush. I did not. George Bush I is did. the only one I think that admitted that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, you know what I do? I've heard a couple people say this, and I did at the time. Um, I did think it looked like a movie. The the far shot uh, they were showing the the shared uh, uh, shot that they were using for the networks. Right. They all it shared did look. It, yeah. yeah, it did look like there's something. Uh, just wrong with the picture, but you know. Then again, I'm I'm kind of hip to to uh, the the technology end too, so I know that they're, they're capable of doing that. Well, but, sorry, uh, why are you hip to the technology? Do you want to explain that? Oh, just because I follow you know tech stuff slightly. Okay. Um, you know, I'm barely forty, so I grew up with mm-hmm. uh, this stuff, and uh, and as far as graphics go and things like that, uh, you know, I'm I was just just aware. You know, I was watching movies at that time. And uh, the movies uh, have that, you know, those kind of uh, okay. holistic. So you don't have yeah. any professional uh, reason to have doubted it. We all watch movies, of course. Sure, or, sure. Or were you a big uh, gamer? Or, or do, I'm just asking if you had any particular expertise to have noticed a movie like quality. No. That's all. Not professionally, no. Okay. No. I just knew that I just kind of, I was aware as far as Hollywood's capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, those can be, those can translate into other capabilities also so okay it happen that's maybe hollywood so yeah but i just just felt just in my gut that there was a problem with it and uh as time went on you know uh we learned more about it and uh 
you know, proved to be correct. So. so when did you decide that it was something much bigger than just a few problems with the official story? Because we all figure, I think most people with that are somewhat skeptical of, would have thought, oh, there's something wrong with this story. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to get into it. That's what most people would have thought. That, oh, the government is somehow behind it, or the military. So when did you actually get start digging into it and uh, connect with this, this community? When watching like the camera planet footage, uh, when, that, when a lot of that stuff came out, um, and to this day, uh, the one thing that kind of bothered me was that there was no footage uh, from television networks or just individuals that showed... Uh, people evacuating the building directly from the exits from the from the building, and in my mind, I was like, "Well, you know, uh, if you were sent, you know, as an assignment by a news network, that's the kind of shot that they would get mm-hmm. for sure. Somebody would get that, and uh, as far as I know, that doesn't exist. I mean, so just to me, I mean, that may seem like a minor thing to some people, but really, when you think about it, that's. I mean, that's the kind of thing, if they're going to have media coverage at an event, that's what you're going to see. And and for to have that not exist was a big problem in my mind. And I think maybe I looked a little deeper into it and um, just felt like, you know, Clues Forum, of course, and things like that. Uh, yeah. What that year was, was that? What year was that? When did you start really getting skeptical? Um, yeah, maybe five, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. So there was a time when I kind of bought into the whole, you know, patriotic or uh, the nationalist uh, reaction, you know, but uh, it was just so complex. And, and in my gut, I felt there was uh, more to it than they it couldn't be as cut and dried as they showed, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's kind of where I began to kind of just, you know, look into things just for my own mind. Really, I wasn't trying to um, wasn't trying to become a part of anything or a, or a of any kind of movement or, or looking for things like that. Just, just from my own mind, just trying to settle some questions I had. So what kind of uh, websites would you listen to to help develop your understanding of 9-11? I think I did like the typical Alex Jones thing at first. And uh, I've, I've, you know, on some other interviews, I've, I've uh, described this. Where I could see I had a Prison Planet subscription. Yeah. And I... And you can watch him do it live, you know, on video. Yeah, and, yeah I bought and I, that. Yeah, you'd see him um, when they when they uh, cut to the graphic. Uh, they would cut back to him, and you could see him get in character. You could literally see it right there. You could see him go from just kind of a straight face to, you know, the more aggressive. Oh yeah, you know. And I, it was like, there's something wrong with this guy. You know, yeah. this isn't. If nothing else, he just doesn't believe what he's saying. So um, I didn't hang around too long for that. Um, kind of moved on. Somehow I found Marcus' website, right? Uh, truthin7minutes.com. And, uh, right. and okay. kind of from there, um, it just was an angle that made more sense to me, uh, the fakery angle. And that, so you went to Alex Jones and you found Marcus and his talk show, I, I take it? Because you've been on yeah. talk show yourself, I think, for a while as well, quite a while? Yeah. yeah. I think I started listening to him in... Was it 07, 2007, something like that? Right. Would that have been before September Clues? Um, or about the same time? I think it was before. Yeah. It was before. 
So you you really understood in 2007 the concept of psyop psychological operation i think because marcus was talking about military involvement masons uh, just a a higher level of organization to create such a fabricated event would you say right well besides that event i could see media fakery just in the current stuff going on mm-hmm. um so that kind of opened my eyes to to that you know not only was it the 9-11 event yeah. but that they had been uh you know media fakery thing was nothing new evidently Mm-hmm. And so you, you could you could apply that to the current news at the time. Yeah. And uh, so you already in 2007 you were seeing fakery all around you. Did you begin yeah. to apply it to the past, including some of the more recent things like Waco or Oklahoma, Columbine? Were you already thinking in those terms for those events? Like, it was already aware of like the agenda as far as um, I guess you'd call them like anti-Christian principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I was already aware of that and that how it was communicated through not only uh, just the uh, just the overt programming, but the uh, subliminal stuff as well. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, my mom was pretty cool about uh, making sure I knew that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so would I that have been an, an attack on Christianity? You mean just the things uh, anti-Christian stuff going on in the media? Is that what she was talking about? Yeah, not necessarily as an attack, but that they're teaching you uh, that they're teaching you uh, things that are contrary. Uh, so to the Bible, their, you know, sure, sure, and then that, okay. and that that's, that's a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to see. So they're uh, subliminally speaking against the Bible, trying to wear you down, trying to test your faith. I don't know if that was communicated as a, as a, the motivation, but uh, yeah. That was that was definitely something that was going on there. That was it was contrary for whatever reason, um, and she wanted me to see it as that. So um, I was already aware that there was kind of a thing going on, unspoken through the media, and that 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 somebody at some point has an agenda to influence in that way. So, <laughs> so would your yeah. mother? Have, so would you have been able to say to your mother at the time that I think nine eleven was a media event, some kind of subliminal attack on the way people think or sure. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's, cool. I have. And, and she's, and she's, uh, at she's the so time. Far though? Sorry. Unwill- no, I'm not at the time. Okay. No, not the time. Cause I wasn't sure myself, you know, I wasn't really sure. Um, it was a pretty extreme angle to take. And of course, when at that point you're, you're still concerned about what the majority thinks. Okay. So kind of had to break out of that, which everybody kind of has to do to fully believe uh, the other story or, you know, to take another viewpoint that's that contrary to. So if you talked about this with your mother, say, way back in 2007, would she have been, would she have uh, questioned you and questioned your way of looking at things way back then or because of her, her theories about uh, anti-Christian, anti-Christian subliminals which you've been able uh open to the 9-11 discussion as a, a I've never yeah i've never approached it as like anti-christian with her mm-hmm. uh just just on the face of it uh the inconsistencies i think that's the easiest way to get through to people at first is to show them uh you know certain things couldn't be possible um yeah the uh for some reason i think that event is so huge that 
yeah, the government, the whole government angle, I think, is a big problem for people. Uh, it's 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 a big it's almost a bigger problem than uh, questioning their religion for a lot of people uh, because um, the government just seems to be so uh, omnipotent, right? And uh, you see it everywhere. So I, I never really uh, made it that kind of thing with her, and I'm not sure that would go anywhere. But I've showed her, you know, uh, stuff on Clues Forum, and things mm-hmm. like that. So far, she just seems resistant to to look at any of to even look at any of it, which is interesting to me. But so she um, can't, so she can understand the anti Christian thing, but she can't get yeah. a handle on the government betraying her by letting this happen or facilitating it. She just that's <laughs> yeah. just too much. It's too big. It's too much. Well, sure, she always wanted yeah. to communicate with, like you know, or to communicate to me that you know they're trying to tell you here that sex outside of marriage is is okay. Right, <laughs> you know things like that. We're very kind of kind of basic kind of things, and uh, that's just too big for her. I think you know. Yeah. Um, for most people. Just, yeah, because there's a whole there's a whole thing you go through once in your mind you understand that it was an inside job. That then you're going to question a lot of other things. Some people don't realize that, but uh, you're going to go through a whole thing, and I think that's too much for her right now, or or ever maybe. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well, going through my list, uh, I just realized I have a template for asking questions, and sometimes I go to it, sometimes I don't. But uh, we've gone over uh, where you were on nine eleven, and you've been so you've been doing this for quite a long time. And did did you take to the mic as jabbering way back in two thousand seven in the talk show days? Were you you already talking at that point with different well, people yeah, yourself? Yeah, some calls. Uh, I I went to I worked in Colorado. For, for a period and uh, hung out with Aaron Berg. I don't know. He had a a talk shoot called uh, I think Reality Unknown. Yeah, I heard a bit of him uh, for a while. Yeah. You know, we were basically just kind of drinking and 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 getting on the old talk shoe. So uh, there's not too much content in those. But uh, yeah, that was a, that was a I guess technically the first time that I had a broadcast or done a call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I when I was I started off on Talkshoe mainly um, because of uh, Let's Troll forums, Let's Roll forums, and I got into some of the audios that uh, those guys created on Talkshoe. So that I that's how I got over to Talkshoe, and I was it was just interesting how there were already people questioning in the same vein, of course, and that history is well documented on my website where people can uh, check my Talkshoe audios at radioarchives.fakeologist.com. They're all there. I've also still got the talk show. I don't even know if you can delete it. Little channel there. And that's where I, I heard you, as well as uh, Marcus and Chris. And you guys seem to be, and Aaron Berg, you guys seem to be some of the original audio people over there. And uh, even after that, there isn't there isn't a heck of a lot uh, of people that came after you guys to do similar things. So that's sort of interesting how perhaps when people see a few people talking about it that they like, then they don't even use the creative tool that TalkShoe is to create their own stuff. So, so in a sense, you're one of the TalkShoe pioneers, at least talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an important thing, right? Um I think so. Yeah, I just felt that I needed to reach out and, and, and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good tool, right? Talk to yeah, I think it's a good tool. So that's, uh, yeah, so I've, I've known of you and uh, 
listened to your stuff for for quite a while, and and we did talk quite a bit for a while on the phone as well, just uh, so people can know how long I've known you and talked with you. You're certainly one of the original off-air people that I've communicated with, so this is why I think it's good that we're finally meeting on the air and letting people know that there's just one more person out there that's really into this stuff, media fakery, and, and all the millions of different tangents that it can send one on when one's questioning all all the stuff we question. Yeah, we used to do some 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 drive time calls, huh? Like yeah. call me, or I'd call yeah. you. Yeah, and that's when I thought um, there's so much good stuff that we're talking about. Some of it's a little uh, uh, talking about other people, which we, we we said we wouldn't do on the public airwaves. But inevitably, this is just a group of people, group of personalities, whether and, and personalities will clash and have differing views on any topic anywhere. It's certainly not unique to what we talk about. But I thought we had some great conversations off the air, and that's when I wished I had a record button on my smartphone, but still I, still to this day I've not found anything that works really well. Perhaps there's just not enough horsepower on a smartphone to handle recording audio, especially since my smartphone does a hundred different things at the same time. GPS. And, yeah. Supposing what, what make and model you have. Oh, I don't mind. I have a Samsung S5. I always try and have the latest one because I find even the latest one never is able to keep up with with the amount I push it because I use the GPS, the mapping. I got the audios going, of course, phone calls, and it's all streamed through Bluetooth, whether in my ear or whether in my car stereo. And I'm always amazed um, that the thing doesn't crash on me because even a computer can hardly handle that kind of multitasking. And every now and then, every now and then, the the phone gets starts to get really hot. So yeah. you you know it's gone into some endless loop in one of the one of the one of the threads that it's doing, and I have to basically uh, turn it off before it melts because you know it's somehow got knocked off its um, off its axis. Well, they need but, to get the shit together at Samsung and you know accommodate you. Yeah, well, no, I and the other thing, of course, I mean, this is sort of a tangential topic, as as one can always get on these things. But I find that after a year or two, it probably needs to be reformatted because I've installed and deinstalled so many programs. It's probably lost a lot of its uh, reference points and just doesn't function properly. And most people just buy a new phone, but um, and that's usually what happens because the battery is dead after a year anyway. After all those recharges, it can't uh, doesn't really work too well. So just tend, if you can afford it, to either take the bribe from your phone company and upgrade to uh, to the latest, and uh, then you have a much faster, more capable phone. But yeah, I often wish that I could have recorded that, and that's kind of the impetus from the other the other audio service I offer on fakeologist.com that you may be aware of called Audio Chat. And the anyone who's interested in audio chat can go to audiochat.fakeologist.com. And the, one of the main or very significant reasons why I wanted to do that was it allowed me to log into the website or the record and go to and stream right from my phone through uh, yeah. 
just it was obviously it's just a patchwork series of programs to get the job done but it does work and that's that that really was an impetus believe it or not for me so i could uh, use all my road time as talk sure. time if and, you don't realize it that's pretty cool to be able to stream remotely that's a big deal you know it is it is because uh, you can't do it directly from your phone but you can work it through your computer at home you can you can get something going and that and, and again it, because you and i are having some good conversations and we're talking about some pretty pretty topical stuff because that's basically our our connection is we 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 talk about fakery and hoaxes and and just being lied to in general and uh yeah i wanted to create a way to capture it so people i was hoping people like you or anyone else i talked to remotely or when i was uh, away from my main computer i could just record it and of course being um narcissistic i figured everyone else would be interested in listening in as well and that was the whole idea about streaming it so anyone can also listen to it live or of course on the audios that were archived later on at the end of the day so yeah that's a little background around audio chat so so in a way you inspired me to uh, figure out a way to do that whoa <laughs> yeah you know i did a test call i think it's up there it's like freeway uh talk shoe or something like this uh and uh i mean it's no big deal i guess the phone did get really hot but i did a few minutes where i set up the call on talk shoe and and did everything through the browser on the phone um it doesn't seem like that big a deal, but it kind of is uh, when you when you understand how much the computer, how much work the computer is doing. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool, you know, that they've gotten to that point, um, and that and then that that's available um, where the where everything's done through the phone, you know. Um, well, in, cool. yeah. Well, I'm a computer buff. I've, I've always always has been since my Apple II days, and it is pretty amazing what computers can do. And even though it seems like people, things are moving or being pushed towards, I'm not too sure if it's a push or pull or uh-huh. a little bit of both, 50-50, but things are moving towards smartphones and tablets and phablets. And unfortunately, those devices, while they're really easy to use, are not as um, capable and not as flexible. So it's too bad. I don't think we'll ever lose the desktop, but... Uh, it's still the better. It's still the best device to use the desktop for all it can do and multitask and broadcast. So we've we've got some pretty amazing tools at our disposal, right. and they're pretty simple to use. And the, the screen's not monochrome anymore, which is nice. Yeah, it doesn't have that monochrome monochrome burn. I don't know if there's people listening that are young enough to remember the days when you couldn't. You did get really severe screen burn because of the phosphorus the way that the screen was illuminated with phosphorus electro uh, electrons firing at a phosphorus surface i remember yeah, how yeah. Hard, it was hard Twice to clean too or green right yeah it went green and then went amber i remember those two yeah. but yeah. that's how far back we go so we go back uh well now i guess it's been a couple years i started getting into this in august 2012 I think that's right. And we're coming up to fall of 2015, so it'll be three years. So I've known you for at least two of them. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Do you know 
Do you know who Mr. Goodbody is, was? Is do you know that guy? No, I read Mr. Pictured- Mr. Goodbar though. <laughs> this guy was Mr. Goodbody. He had a health show, like about health, and he wore a skin tight uh, suit, but he had the organs were displayed on the outside. You don't remember that guy? No. He had like a Jerry he had on curl. television. Uh, yeah, it was. It was maybe in like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I'm looking him up now. Yeah, the digestion song. Ooh. You looking like him? I'm not trying to say anything. I just for some reason I did. Okay. Inside story of digestion. Yeah, yeah no, down, I never heard of down, that. Down. And here to tell you about well, it. Well, I'm not a person to broadcast my likeness on the air. And there's, <laughs> of course, there's rumors that I am out there, but uh, I'm okay. not going to confirm or deny that. I'm not. Uh, I have a face made for radio, and that's uh-huh. what I want to keep. It just, <laughs> I funny. do. I do enjoy the somewhat anonymity of the whole situation. Well, let's talk about about aliases real quick. I mean, I have uh, we can do. I that. have a, I have some reasons why they're okay. Okay, yeah. go. What do you What do you want to say about it? I, I've said I've said, I've given my opinions many times, but I'll I'll repeat them. Okay. You want to go first? Go. Sure. I mean, it's just we're here. The reason we're here is <clears throat> uh, to speak about truth, or I guess whatever topic we're here to speak about. Yeah. Uh, so my name necess- shouldn't matter, shouldn't have anything to do with it, um, aside the fact from, uh, you know, uh, you want to keep things private for other reasons. Um, you should have no problem with using an alias, you know, uh, and it just keeps uh, the attention focused on the reason you're there, which is to speak about the truth. So yeah. um, see no problem with it. But Yeah, well... <laughs> I I got on the air specifically to see if there was anyone else that saw what I saw about 9-11. My idea was not to become a, a Pied Piper Messiah and preach about 9-11. That wasn't my intention. Therefore, I'm not looking for fame, fortune, or other benefits to my persona. Because I don't think my persona is relevant to what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to spread the truth. I really only wanted to see if I was on the right track with my thinking because the people around me, of course, did not see the way I looked at things. So that was that was my impetus. And it really hasn't grown to anything bigger than that to this day. Now, because it seemed like I was talking about some pretty controversial and antisocial topics, and that is, of course, the 9-11 being a military media hoax, that was my pretty much my final conclusion. It still is. I didn't really feel like being um, publicly humiliated by my views. So therefore, I chose an alias. I've always used an alias online, even before I got on to this topic. I used to trade software you know, for my Apple II. So I wasn't exactly going to put my name up saying, hi, I'm looking for Castle Wolfenstein. Can you send it to me? <laughs> you remember, I don't know if you're old enough to know those days when we used to have bulletin boards and we used to, uh, well, Pirate's Bay, I'm pretty sure, if I'm recalling correctly, used to be a, just a, a whereas site where you traded software. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
if, I know it was Pirate something. Actually, all the big bulletin board service used to be called Pirate this or Pirate that. I remember Pirate Cove or was in New York City at 212. I knew all the places by their area codes because we used to have to dial in to everyone's computer or wherever they were in North America. I remember all the area codes, 212 was North New York City, and it was always a big headache trying to download the latest game because uh, it took four hours, and that was that would have been about thirty bucks in long distance fees. Sure, <laughs> unless you knew yeah. all the ha- unless you knew the hacker codes right. and uh, how to uh, what was called freaking at the time. I don't know if you remember or anyone knows what freaking is. P H R E A K I N G, which would be just sending miscellaneous tones to get uh, access to long distance trunk lines for free. Or the blue box. Yeah, Captain Crunch. That right. kind of thing. Yeah, that's how far back I go. So I wasn't okay. using my real name then because, uh-huh. hey, I, you know, maybe someone could think I was doing something wrong. I wasn't selling any of the games. I was just trying to acquire them. And and the, the stupid part was I, I never really played games. I just, just the fun of trying to acquire them was all we were yeah. doing. Yeah, sure, that's very hacker, you know, to just see how far you can get. You're not trying to hurt anybody. You know, you're basically testing your own skills, you know. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah. actually, to me, it wasn't a crime in any way. I never even thought of it being wrong. But, uh, yeah, there were still enough people that thought, oh, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. So, yeah, I used an alias then. So, Luckily, it was it was natural just to continue using it because all of a sudden we're into this goofy topic and people are, are not comfortable talking about it and i don't really want my family because i do have a family to have to deal with any fallout now i agree there shouldn't be any fallout but there is i don't know what it would be i'm not worried about being taken away but you're definitely going to get an extra look or a um, a whisper behind your back for some reason, people that I mean, just just the average person who's never really con, you know considered it always had a problem with uh, discussing anything on that level with uh, objectively. You know, it's just the way it is. I guess it's human nature. Um, you know, part of it's probably programming, but uh, on certain topics, but um, people just can't discuss something without eventually taking it personally. So that alias is just a way of just a you know a simple level of protection um, to keep people focused really on the topic yeah well that's really that that's my main motivation there's nothing sinister about it but again i'm not here to spread truth in the sense that i don't i already realized that um what we talk about is like a religion it has the same problems as the most the easiest thing i can relate it to would be um Jehovah's Witnesses. And they come to your door, and 99% of the time, they're not welcome. (laughs) But they just persist week after week. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so proselytize, spreading the word. I'm I'm not into that. I realize the message is just not received properly or, or easily. So therefore, I just I just have this pretty thin veil of anonymity. I, I I would prefer to keep it that way. You are you are a co it, it is a conspiracy in itself. So you are a co-conspirator. Just you know, just let you know. 
conspirator to 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 talk about this you mean yep <laughs> yeah yeah well I'm, yeah i guess i'm i'm well who am i conspiring with right now i guess i'm conspiring with you hey. sure <laughs> <laughs> and i conspire with uh hoy and simon quite a bit as well yeah but we're not really yeah i guess we're yeah we're conspiring on a topic but we're not um it's, it- it's we're not doing it. To... We're not doing it to a uh, in a to an illegal end. That's the thing. I, well, there's, not, not. well, yeah, but there's no benefit. I there's no benefit for me telling someone who's never considered this. There's actually no benefit to me. There's a benefit mm-hmm. to the person I'm telling, but I don't think there's and, any benefit. And there's possibly the fact that you're compromising someone on the other end by discussing this, which I have no problem with. I know some people do, but look, the truth is the truth. It doesn't need me. It doesn't need you. But if you're going to, you know, if it's a problem, then come get me. I, at some point, you have to kind of go that way. With, yeah. You know, it's just the way it is I, in my mind. You know, you can't speak about this stuff with any relevance and uh, fear, that kind of thing. It's going to compromise you. It's going to compromise your message. So Yeah. Yeah. I it's been it's been almost three years, and I still believe it. So that's, and I still get confirmed every day with just small stories in my own city, which is the biggest city in Canada. But I still find it really hard to believe. But it's the only way a lot of the stories I read make sense. And I've always been a huge consumer of media, and mm-hmm. what they used what what they call news, which I think they got the word from North, East, West, and South. Who told me that? Was it? I don't know who said that. I just watched some video. I watched so much stuff. I can't remember who said that. But the point is that uh, I cannot believe so much is is not true. I still have difficulties. But it, it just explains so much with understanding the 9-11 template that uh, I can't let it – I can't let it go. Well, I, I kind of have a question that way. And I'd like – like to see this because I'm not the most knowledgeable in this stuff. Um, I have something to contribute, but uh, I've never said that there. Yeah, you know, uh, Oh, hold on a sec. I think we've got. Uh, I think we got Hoy on the call with a little background noise. Is that you, Hoy? Yeah. How are you, Hoy? Now you're breaking up. Hoy Poloy of Cruise Forum, I think, just joined in. Cool. But I can't hear him. So there's a problem with his his connection. So keep talking, well, uh, Jeff. Chatting. I mean, he got barely one word through. Yeah, he got one word through. Yeah, keep keep talking, Java. What were you saying? I'd like to, I mean, uh, you know. I mean, hi. Yes, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, there's Hoy. Hi, Hoy. Say hi to Java Ring of True Lies. Hello, Jeffrey. Truth. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> Go ahead, Hoy. Hoy, if you're transmitting, we can't. What's? Hmm. Hoy, you're not transmitting. If you're transmitting, uh, we can't hear you. It's so far away, you know. It's, it's understandable. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's Paul from New York with some funny background oh. <laughs> noise. 
Arbiter as Hoy Koloi. Okay, let's get oh, Hoy. The try again later if you want. Uh, go ahead, Java, <laughs> with with your uh, message. As far as media fakery is concerned, um, different people are accused of of, of uh, summarizing that angle as everything is fake. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I've never actually heard anyone say that. I think that's just a misnomer. But yeah, I agree. Okay. And we don't believe everything. We, I'll say, people involved don't believe everything's fake. I think that would be an irrational kind of angle to take, that every single event is fake that's publicized through the media. But if that is not the case, will someone compile a list of events that are considered real, that they consider real? Because I haven't seen that yet. And that may be... Some people may take offense to that question. That's fine. Well, just but, plane crashes alone. Let's have a list of the real ones because I don't know how many are real. I'd like to see that. I think that will definitely kind of build a, a build more confidence in the whole fakery scene if we can denote certain ones are considered or we can agree upon that certain ones are considered real. Can I chime in here? Oh, there you go. Go ahead. Uh, who's uh, this? Is Paul from New this York? This is Paul from New York. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the I don't know what that is. But, well, that's uh, uh, Java with some issues. sound effects, I think. Because anytime someone talks on Skype, a little blue box illuminates their icon. <laughs> I caught you, Java. <laughs> okay. So one of the issues that we're dealing with here in fakeology is a field of study called epistemology, okay, which yeah. uh, you just referred to, um, which means uh, what do you know? What do you know and what, do you, what don't you know? And uh, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good point. It's like, a, you know, because it does sometimes feel that we in the fakeology community – uh, uh, say anytime something happens in the news, it's fake, right? That's your go-to response. And then you think, wow, I've just called everything that happened in the past year that came through the news fake. Is that true? And I, it, you know, it, I kind of, you know, take the stance now that, you know, whatever is in the, uh, so-called mainstream media is, uh, uh, fiction anyway. So, but at the same time, it seems a little dangerous that, uh, you know, like any world event that comes through those channels, I'm going to discount. And it does start to uh, beg the question, what do you know and what don't you know? Um, for instance, I, I, until I listened to um, this and uh, Hoaxbusters, mm-hmm. uh, I had never even began to question the reality of the atomic bomb. Yeah, and, no, that's uh, a big one. And, one yeah, of my favorites. No, it's a huge, but it, it's like, I didn't even think to do that. I've been, uh, you know, like in this, uh, mindset for, you know, years and years now. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, my mindset wasn't predisposed to question things like that. I just never thought I, I just never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. So, but then, then you think, well, okay. So, uh, then do I believe that world war two is real? Right, you start saying, and it starts to get a little freaky. Yeah. Well, the least you can do is question the facts that you were presented with for World War II. An event occurred. See, this is the thing: events occur, 
9-11 as an event occurred. I think we can agree on that. It, that wasn't a dream. We're not at that stage of non-belief, disbelief rather. We're j- all I'm doing is saying, listen, the, the, the details of the events have to be questioned. And the source, the media that one thought was the fourth estate, that was the balance to the government, the overlords, the power, has been compromised, taken over by those powers. They own that fourth estate. So it's just another pillar in the institution of control. So therefore, it's not on our side, and therefore it has to be questioned. That's, that is the main lesson I draw from 9-11, that everything we are told must be questioned because there are or could be elements of fakery, hoaxery, whatever you want to call it. It's just the story is not 100% true. That's that's all that I ever say. Not everything is fake. It's just that the fourth estate, the media, has been compromised. It may have always been compromised. It may never have been on our side. That's That to me is more likely. Therefore, just be careful what you listen to. That's it. There's no great... There's no great... Uh, anything else really to say about it. Anything more dramatic one can one can make of it that's all well I, that's why i think calls like this are important uh if for no other reason than just the ritual reason of uh putting this vibration out into the ether because yeah. uh I, I think i've noticed i've noted before that uh in the american society that i live in there is a, a horrible lack of will to question anything that uh, 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 comes through those channels. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's appalling to me. And, and it's made, uh, uh, from my perception is that it's made my life more difficult than it needs to be. Only if you choose to let it, though. You can still live your life pretty comfortably, but you just... okay. You have to disconnect but, from yeah, the media. But, but, uh, yeah. Hello, is this going to work now? But, but, yeah. Yeah, hoy. Sorry, we're just 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 let Paul finish his thought, and then we'll get back to you. Okay. Yeah. Let me get. Let me. Hold on. Where did China Quest go? I'm here. Yeah. Hold on, hoy. Okay. Um, Paul, just okay, finish so, your thought, please. So right, I can live my life, but 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 consider the recent vaccine propaganda. Right. So it's like, yeah, I can be like with my kid in in my little world or, you know, like whatever. But I have to. The fact is, is that I have to live in a larger society. And if that larger society all believes that the MMR vaccine is necessary for the survival of their child and and my child is not the fact that my child is not vaccinated is a cause for extreme concern, then, yeah, that makes my life really difficult regardless of what I believe. So societal pressures are real and societal pressures are, um, uh, and actually, I think what I want to say is that societal pressures can make the not real real. Well, that's for sure. Well, that's groupthink and that's, yeah, for sure. It's just easier to get along, go along to get along. Yeah. Oh yeah. I understand. Yeah. The, the vaccines is uh, coming on strong. They're using every piece of the propaganda machine they can to, Anyway, 
Java, do you have a comment? Um, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, the, it's a huge thing they use, right? The societal pressure, peer pressure, jump off the bridge when everyone else does. I mean, right? Was that supposed to demonstrate that back in the day? You know? Would you, in fact, jump off the bridge? You know? Mm-hmm. If somebody else did, your buddy, whatever. I mean, yeah. Yeah, let me just play... Uh I think Hoy wants to call in because his internet's no good. So let me just play the uh, let me play the number because I can't remember what it is here. For anyone who wants to call in, you're in the middle of Fakeologist Radio. You can call in at 518-564-0491 or connect with us at Fakeologist on Skype. Join our chat at chat.fakeologist.com. To leave a comment on the show, go to the episode page and leave your reply or link. The show airs live most Saturday nights around 9.11 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to be a guest on the show, simply call in and tell us your story. Now, on with the show. All right, uh, you're listening to episode 135. We're talking with Javering. Javering has a website, truelivespodcast.blogspot.com, and he also has a podcast called True Lies. What lies in truth? Is that the right slogan, uh, Java? What lies in truth? Yeah. I like that. You're si- I play all my podcasts, as I've said, uh, 1.45 times, so sometimes when you said it quick, I could never pick it up, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good slogan. What lies in truth? I'm sure I thought of that, but it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So I just uh, sent a message to Hoy. He can call in on the plain old telephone system, 518 Ooh, here he is. Go ahead, 612, area code. Hey, it's uh, it's Hoy. Hey, Hoy, how are you? Hello. Good. I, uh, yeah, um... I'm calling about. Uh, I don't. I haven't been able to hear the show. I haven't been able to even dial in because my internet is so bad. But yeah, it's flaky. Can you hear? Okay, we we can hear you well. It's amazing how okay. how few frequencies are used for plain old telephone calls compared to the internet. But yeah, we can hear you just fine. Fantastic. Yeah. Hello, Hoy. Hi. Nice to meet y'all. Um, Looks like there's. Let's see. Yeah, we got uh, Hoy and Paul from New York on the line, and Javering. Javering is tonight's featured guest on fakeologist.com. Cool, great. Hi, hi, folks. Hello, sir. <laughs> and Hoy is from cruiseform.info, which, according to this website, is it down right now.com, is down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but I, I, I wanted to bring up a topic that I just posted on there about, I don't know if anyone's heard of the Transatlantic or Trans-Pacific Partnerships. Not, not, 
Really? Not off the top of my head, no. It sounds like something positive. Is it not? Oh, yeah. no, it's not positive, unfortunately. It's, uh, it's basically it's a new free trade agreement that is like the most conservative thing um, yet. And Obama is right now, I think, working on passing it, or the Obama administration anyway. It's like between, you know, on the Pacific side, it's all like with Japan and Vietnam and others, and Atlantic side, uh, I think it's to join with uh, European efforts to basically crack down on peer-to-peer stuff, um, you know, basically anything that we're doing that's using copyrighted material, even if it's just playing a song or using it for criticism, um, like things like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a fearmonger at all, and I know it's probably just going to be business as usual, but yeah. I just well, thought I- that... We should know. We know about it. Well, the one under Clinton was pretty devastating. I mean, something to be concerned about, right? I think. I think the major uh, problem, Hoy, that they have right now is Hollywood and movies. It is now with Popcorn Time, which is a Netflix killer, which was their last attempt to extract money from people to watch movies and they didn't even charge that much now there's popcorn time which puts a Netflix interface on top of the torrents which is how most people that have any technological savvy grab movies off the internet and it was it's probably really hurting the movie industry to an untold degree or a highly told degree of yeah so they're they're gonna have to figure out how to put a stop to a the exchange of torrents. That's that's it. If they want to keep the money flowing into Hollywood, that's it. It's already okay, affected music. It's already affected it's music. music. Yeah. The music industry is already done. The only way an artist can make money is to tour. And if they've lost their voice, and I was talking about this tonight, like Whitney Houston, I do believe she lost her ability to hit all those crazy notes, and that's just aging then she just lost her ability to make money unless she was going to lip sync all her future concerts, which probably would have been a good idea. So the point is, though, that uh, with movies, now that uh, video and audio can easily be exchanged without compensation, then they have to figure out a way to stop it if they want to keep the money flowing. That That's all I can think of with regards to what you're talking about with your with this way of clamping down on packet exchange and crypt crypt yeah i think also they're using it just like every every time they also do an agreement like this they're also using it as an excuse to um modify and creep up with the security culture and and do things like yeah you know you have to show your real name on the internet when you're on the internet and stuff like that i don't think that would fly with a lot of people um but i'm just saying that that is just something to look at and I, I recommend that people read read it and yeah just see what this um this thing is about. I, I posted a post about it but unfortunately clues form is down right now. Yeah. yeah. I see it's down. Well I see the post um via oh. my RSS feed. I use RSS to read, so I have it. I'll just okay. drop it in uh I can just put the post text into my um Skype chat here if anyone wants to read it. I'll put it at chat rather dot fakeologist dot com. Chat dot fakeologist dot com. I'll put the text of what you said. 
But so I guess I, I just wanted. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I just want to make the point that um, the the dialogue that we're having now presupposes that the ultimate uh, goal of the movie industry is to make money, and uh, I, I, uh, I and obviously you have to you know presuppose things to talk about them at all. But uh, I just want to make the point that I think that we here believe that, uh, or, or I think it's a distinct possibility that the. Uh, ultimate goal of Hollywood is uh, uh, more propaganda, and yeah. obviously there's a lot of money in propaganda. But uh, yeah, I like that. that, that that's yeah. uh, that sounds right to me. Significant. Too. So yeah, you know, it's like, like, and it could aren't paying attention. They're worried that people aren't paying attention to the the dominant message. Yeah, I, I and I tend, paying for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I tend to agree with Paul that uh, Hollywood is heavily subsidized by the military. Indirectly, so yeah, it may be less about um, capturing all the money that they may potentially be losing from movies. So I'm not sure. You're saying that those numbers are inflated, big oranges, the box uh, office tick. Well, Java, can we can we possibly know the numbers? No, there's no way. They gotta be. I mean, if they're hurting so bad, yet this bullshit movie makes. A billion dollars, you know, yeah. in a week. Can I mean, we? Yeah, exactly. Do they not just release the numbers to influence people's behavior and what they're missing? It's like um, you're a fan of Stern, right? That remember his? It came out his salary from Sirius or whatever was was pretty uh, inflated. It's all just hype, man. It's I am a big of fan of Stern, and um, but now now I look at him as in a whole different light. But I still like to listen to study because we have to study the people that are that allegedly have the most influence, don't we? Doesn't that make sense? You read the biggest circulation paper, you listen to the biggest broadcasters. You have to study. You don't have to, but I like to. Yeah, it's a good question. But I agree, and I I often propose that the the biggest stars in Hollywood do not get those salaries that that are advertised when they're said, oh, they make $20 a movie. I'm not sure I believe that because they might make a lot of money, but I think that they're they don't get these lump sums that they could just take and run away with. I think they're on a salary that uh, keeps them in check, keeps them in line in some way. Could be totally off, but uh, the system used to work. The, uh, the yeah, studios. that's true. The studio system, exactly. They're retained. They're on retainer. That's right. I'm just watching some '70s TV, Rockford Files, one of my favorite shows, and and I see the same guys pop up in the show every. Uh, Every other year, they just get re, re, uh, reuse these character actors. And they say, I remember him. He was this guy last year. So, yeah. I had a song. Pardon me? Well, somebody just dropped their uh, connection down their pants. Try that again, Java. What were you, what were you folks so talking about before I sort of clumsily barged in here? <laughs> well, sure. we, were, we were talking with Javering, um, kind of all over the place. Jav and I have known each other for a while, a couple of years. I met him through the talk shoes. So we were basically talking about 9-11, of course, which is the focus of this blog and our, just all the things we've been bumping into in the last couple of years of research and looking into it. So it's been a, it's been more of a, just a friendly conversation as opposed to a great revelation of anything amazing. Wouldn't you say, Java? Yeah. 
there's no candy on this call. No, we don't really have any great revelation. We're just talking about what we're doing here. What uh, what the web what my website's doing here, what I'm trying to achieve. We're talking about we were talking about pseudonyms and why they're useful. And quite honestly, I what can can't be known. Yeah, I'm off Facebook now because they asked for my passport. <laughs> Your passport? What? They they wanted photo ID. That's crazy. And I only have a couple pieces of photo ID, and that's one of them. That was one they would accept. Yeah. So obviously, Did you get on Facebook. So well, I shows- I've been on Facebook, but all of a sudden I couldn't log in. It says we need to verify your account. So obviously, somebody flagged oh something I said because oh. I connect my website oh, to my oh. Facebook um, uh, page. You oh, see, yeah, that makes yeah. So anything uh, I posted on fakeologist.com would just get reposted on on Facebook. So somebody uh, or somehow they decided, well, you're not you're not really Avarado. You see, so they well, it want... just sounds like harassment. They just they just wanted to harass you and let you know they were there. Well, I've been flagged, so now I can't log into my account. Well, the stuff you're saying wasn't patriotic. You know what I mean? Well, so it wasn't something. Right. And that's the funny thing, of course, because face they, they use the excuse that people abuse the anonymity of the internet, Facebook, Google. And they'll use that to say, well, you have to verify your account. Facebook, any t- I wanted to put Facebook commenting on my blog a long time ago. And they wanted to verify my account then, so they needed a phone number. And I wouldn't do it, so I couldn't have Facebook comments. And I was just trying to make it easier for people to make comments at the time. That was the only reason I was motivated. But they made me dr- dr- uh, fly through so many hoops, I just said, forget it. So, but the irony is that they've got so many fake Facebook accounts that are used by the military. <laughs> and, uh, so th- th- those are verified under their system, but just not for regular people who just want to say something. I'm not even selling something. That's the stupid part about it. And why do well, I say that? There's... I'll, I'll and I'll just just finish on this idea. We had a, an event in Toronto where a three-year-old went wandering out into the cold, allegedly, and died. And so somebody started a fundraising campaign, which we see connected to all these psyops. And the service they were using to raise the money was called Tint, I think. I think it's called Tint. Anyway, you go to my website, fakeologist.com, and look up uh, at least he wore his boots post. Now, I went to Tint to see what that was about, how maybe I could raise some money for something. So I wanted to see how it was done. The only way you can log into that fundraising website is through Facebook, which means you have to have a verified account on Facebook. That's the only way they'll let you log in. So they're all somewhat interconnected. So I thought that was interesting because it seems like, and Hoy, you might be interested in this topic, anyone can raise money on all these different fundraising sites. And I don't think it's illegal to misrepresent your fundraising campaign. I could say I'm raising money for lost puppies. 
and I'm not sure if you if I get people to donate money if I don't save the lost puppies I'm not sure that's against the law yeah I don't think so maybe it's more like a social social um, backlash but if yeah, you don't have a, that then yeah it's immoral but I don't think it's illegal yeah I don't think it quite is exactly no no and this is the problem. But the point I was trying to make originally was, here's a website for raising money, but they will only lo- let you log in through Facebook because they trust Facebook to verify your account. You see. Verify you. Verify your identity. So I just... You can see both sides where people take and abuse anonymity, but I think it's the people that want to take away the anonymity from the internet that 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 trash it and abuse it to make it look like it's being abused. But I don't think regular people are are all that busy abusing the anonymity of the internet. Because if something's worth saying, you should be able to back it up with your name or at least your identity of some sort and not... No, yeah, we've talked about this before. Like, FBI yeah. people, their job is almost to be provocateurs in real life. Like, they just go around mm-hmm. making problems. That's like... Yes. It seems like that's kind of what th- their job is. Making problems for people and then just like provoking people, poking them, trying to get them agitated and stuff. Yeah. So they do it online too. A continuation of what they've always done. Yes. With fake identities. So they would have the most to lose if they really were I- were really verifying identities, which they would never do. For those people anyway. It would just be for the unacceptable talk which would be questioning whether people are out there spoofing other people for nefarious reasons. Java, any comment on that? Uh, no. Well, if, if anybody can get a hold of a copy of H.B. Gary's digital DNA, though, a hacked version, that'd be great. I'd and that software that. does what? what? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really want to bore everybody with the explanation here. but No, go ahead. Just take a look online. I'll I'll give you a link. Mm-hmm. But for those that can't see the link, can you just give us a, a quickie on it? It's typical nefarious HP Gary software. It's kind of interesting to understand what the capabilities. Um, here's an article here. It's talking about. Uh, but what it is is it not software that one person can manipulate multiple identities that even interact online? Yeah, and they keep these titles kind of. Um, out of the spotlight is to the actual titles that are used, you know, and, and how you acquire these is pretty, uh, interesting. Okay. Weird. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Take a look. I'll, I'll post a link right here. Let's see. Can yeah. you, po- can you post it at com or I'll, I'll put it in. Okay. Yeah. Ch- com for all that are listening live. On s1.fakeologist.com. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. It looks like it allows you to scan the memory of remote Windows computers so you could actually, like, check what remote computers are doing. And that could be anything. That's interesting. 
But I think the main thrust of that is to manage multiple accounts that interact with one another. Right. They do have that. So that allows one person to just simply multiply themselves multiple times. Including full Facebook accounts. Right. There's some more info here. False Facebook accounts, false Twitter accounts. And even if those sites were really set up with organic origins, there's no doubt that as the crowds have gravitated towards Twitter and Facebook, the military has moved in to use it for their own purposes. Absolutely. Paul, there's a lot of wind noise coming from your... uh, Oh, sorry. Are you out out on the lake there? Uh, well, I'm I'm not on the lake, but I'm in upstate New York where the wind blows hard. Yes, I'm I'm out of the wind now. Okay, Sorry good. about that. It's a little cold to be outside anyway. And gliding right now as we do the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to mute, you can certainly listen in, Paul. I have no problem with that. Okay. Thanks, Paul. So Java, let's get back to you. And oh yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Let's get back to uh so what what is what is your do you have a Coles notes version of what you think or a Cliff Notes version uh, of what you think happened on nine eleven? Do you have um, do you have a final analysis? Are you, are you I've gone you, as far as by Clues Forum. I don't the the research there uh, tells me enough. Um have I verified it all? No. But if it's true, it's told me enough about it um, without going into specific names. And, and I mean, I don't, like I said, I'm not looking for any kind of revolution or whatever. Uh, in my mind, I know enough that it wasn't just some, just some kind of revenge event by somebody. But uh, that's basically it. That from, in my mind, with the resources I have, that's enough. And uh, Yeah. I'll just leave it at that, I guess. I don't, like I said, I mean, ultimately, we'll have to live with the repercussions of, of that event, um, no matter what you believe it is, I guess, in the mm-hmm. legislation that's been implemented. So um, that's really, I think, kind of the the real concern there. That event's, you know, uh, gone and passed, so. It's do you definitely think, it, been do you think it's, it's worthwhile studying it? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've watched a lot of that stuff. I've watched, watched a lot of the footage and, and, and uh, reviewed, you know, the commentary research on uh, Clues Forum and, and, and the mainstream, you know, just to kind of see what, who's debunked who, what yeah. seems more uh, uh, probable. So uh, it's definitely something to study. That's a pivotal event in this country, in the world's uh, history. So. When you, you know, underst- when you understood the nature of it, did you review any other historical big events? Yeah. I mean, you kind of look back and stuff like the moon landing, for mm-hmm. one, um, mm-hmm. just seems totally bogus. But I, I had actually seen some things about the moon landing prior to 9-11. So um, there was a few sites up, you know, talking about the shadow inconsistencies and stuff. Yeah. So that was but, – but like I said, I was aware of kind of the media's influence specifically and, and their – agenda uh prior to 9-11 so i kind of had that angle already yeah. to where i didn't trust everything coming over the television so um i benefited that way so 
What, what's your final take on the whole moon NASA industry? You know what? I'm, I'm not sure that they didn't go. I know that the footage is fake uh, that we've been shown. Yeah. So uh, just some of the some I um like NASA has a site where they try to debunk the debunkers, and of course, there's certain things that they don't even touch, which is very suspect. Like they don't even mention it, right? So we know that that's a that's probably an issue those on those particulars, but um, the moon land the moon landing footage was faked. I'm I'm pretty sure, and it, it became more obvious as the Apollo missions went on. You know, later ones they didn't even care. You could tell they didn't they didn't care. You know, whoever was involved were like their B listers, C listers, and they just didn't even do a good job. But uh, I'm not sure they didn't go there. Really, I'm not positive. Well, you look at the setup, the tech setup, and the infrastructure involved in that. So you're happy um, with the technology? You're happy with uh, rockets and I think rockets they have gone space? somewhere. I don't know the moon specifically. I don't yeah. know where they went, but uh, it's quite a bit. It seems just kind of a quite a technical workup for nothing, you know. So they were. I, I believe they were doing something mm-hmm. up there, but obvi- but the footage and all that shit is totally bogus. It's totally <laughs> fake. So you think you think perhaps you believe in like yeah, go ahead. Do you believe in like advanced technologies or something like I don't even that is I don't even know what advanced means in that in like what that necessarily means. So obviously, I guess I don't. But uh, yeah, I, well, I know they had you talking about like through, with von Braun and all that stuff. Is that considered advanced rocket technology? Well, just uh, the ability. Von Braun to, is, yeah, I think I think maybe what? Hoyt might be alluding to. Do you think we can even? travel in a vacuum period which would be defined as above this really round number of 100 kilometers above the surface of the earth i don't even know where they came came up with that number right let me back that off i think they took off from that launch pad and (laughs) that's about it right you think they blasted something off from the launch pad yeah whether or not anyone was in that rocket yeah yeah i don't i don't know if there's anyone in it when I see, okay, I want to say something. Yeah, the the only part okay. of the footage that I really that I really think is probably somewhat accurate is the last moon post I put on fakeologist dot com of all the NASA rockets going up and blowing up and going left and right and sideways, just like you would do it in your backyard. That's that footage. I kind of believe is true. Where the the, the thing the just time. the thing just was not working. Right. But anyway, there's a montage. Okay. I just don't understand and I think I've mentioned this before it does seem like an easy experiment to do to get like one of those big concrete water tubes or somebody must have done it at some point suck all the air of it suck all the air out of it get like a rocket some model rocket or some kind of propulsion system that you know they say it doesn't need oxygen I mean I guess they have that propulsion system I hadn't looked into it but you know just like a whatever 30 or 40 feet ignite the the, propul- the propulsion system whatever propulsion system it is they say they have and if it hits the other end rocket goes in vacuum yeah maybe the only problem the only problem is it's not a perfect vacuum the moment stuff starts flying out the end but but i think that's probably a pretty good start yeah yeah so java did you question so the moon you questioned what about nuclear was 9-11 did did 9-11 help you with that with any studies on nuclear sure definitely questioned it because of that you know jesse was thing uh, yeah back in the 
Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems like, I mean, I mean, ultimately, if you tell a lie and somebody believes it, um, it pretty much might as well be true in their mind. So you figure that's a big deterrent for certain things. So, you know, a big control mechanism. So why not? You know? What about JF? What about JFK? Did you ever? You know, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of just put off by the whole like disgusting Camelot thing and all. I don't even care. Yeah. You know, if they wasted him or they didn't, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I know it's kind of like callous, but yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. It's probably totally fake. Yeah. Right. I have no problem with that. And the other major psyop of our day. I have down here is OJ. Have you ever considered that whole? <laughs> I think you're out on. I think you're in California, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I've really looked at that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it did. Me could be used in different ways as far as influencing the public for sure. Um, doesn't mean it's not true. Uh, I have no idea. You know, but I know the cops are dirty. Some cops are dirty. I could have set them up or. I know people kill people. Yeah, you know, but I did it that specifically. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of looking into all these psychological operations, hoaxes, fake events, however you want to describe them. They they allow you to review past historical media events in in a different light. And uh, are there any events that we could come that we could get together on that we could decide are actually real? Well, the sun coming up and setting, I'm pretty happy with. <laughs> well, talk to David, David hey, Eager. Are you saying that the sun moves? <laughs> well, I don't know what's moving. I just know that it appears in the morning and leaves at night. I don't know where that? it's going or is it going to the other side of a sphere? I don't know what's happening. Because even, even if I sit at a traffic light, have you ever sat at a traffic light and thought you were rolling backwards, but it's you know, the guy beside you going <laughs> forward? Oh, sure, sure. They banned those spinners because of that, supposedly. Those spinner hubcaps or whatever they... Oh, is that... They were, they're banned? Well, yeah, because... Well, California, maybe they were thinking about it because people are so fucking stupid and out of it that <laughs> it would catch the spinner moving out of the corner of their eye and pull into oncoming traffic. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they're considering it. banning those because the of only that. Thing of what, I, the only thing I've ever done is just oh, stomped man. on my brake because I thought I was rolling back, sure. but no... Cool. Yeah. You have a average intelligence. Yeah, I just hit it part of it. Maybe they should add cars with uh, spinning hubcaps to driver's test. <laughs> it's a special <laughs> sticker on the actual license. Yeah. But the, <laughs> but that the, I was just relating that to, uh, I don't know what's moving the sun or the moon or the earth or what's spinning. or. But I sure have some real big questions about just the whole makeup of the earth in general and the poles and just everything's open for discussion now. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, David Eager has that, has that clouds behind the moon theory that he talks about where he says on almost any night when it's cloudy, partially cloudy, you can see clouds moving behind the moon. So that at very yeah. least indicates its distance is a lot closer than they but that's just his yeah the, the whole distance of uh, the moon is the 250,000 or whatever the Masonic number is just doesn't 
It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what the real number could be, but that number seems to be too big. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that concept that it's just way too big. Yeah, it's like six thousand six hundred sixty-six miles. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. Two hundred fifty thousand. Well, they've got it calculated down to the nearest mile, which is fantastic. Whatever technology they can use to do that, but to be up in the two hundred fifty thousand mark is seems uh, ridiculous. That they could be fairly accurate with that with a precise number just that technology just the measuring of the distance technology seems incredible i go right i go right down to questioning just about every measurement every number it's not just every headline it's every so-called scientific fact even scientific and mathematical constants aren't constant. They, they, they fluctuate. And when you measure them at different times, they, it changes. And, and yeah, it's, anyway. So, uh, Hoy, I think you're, um, you're in middle America. Uh, I'm just looking at the headlines. Our, our biggest mall, <laughs> our biggest mall in Canada was put under a threat from, of course, ISIS and Muslim fighters. Was your biggest mall in the United States put under threat? Um, no, I think the biggest one is in Texas. But they, but, but they, but Mall of America claims to be the largest, and it's known for being the largest. So, you know, it, it has some publicity. But you're, as far as you know, it's it's safe there. Oh, oh, like, well, okay, so, well, there's a, there's a large Somali population in the Twin Cities, and I think they're just targeting them, trying to make people scared of black people, as usual. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's the headline on Google News right now, so we should all stay away from our big malls, unless there's a Walmart there, then it's okay. And we should all be trying to convince our, our, um, our Somali friends that, that, that they shouldn't blow nice people up. Right, and their their group is called Al Shabab, which I guess is short for Al Shish Kebab. Okay, that's a bad I joke. I think honestly, they just use small. Okay, maybe not. Honestly, this is a joke, but yeah. <laughs> maybe they use Mall of America. Yeah. <laughs> Mall of America because I put some Clues Forum info stickers up, and <laughs> oh, did you really? Well, no, it's it's all malls. It's all malls worldwide. In Canada, we have the West Edmonton I know that, Mall. It's global. That's why I said it was a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. The, the, oh, these dry. No, no, it's okay. These these. It's hard. These yeah. these psyops are worldwide. We have we have a version for all countries. Java, do you, do you have a big mall in California that they uh, were talking about? Is there any threat there? Oh, probably. You know, I try to stay away from those places just anyways, but I haven't heard anything specifically. I mean, people should be focusing on the thing Hoy's talking about ultimately. I mean, you'll be stuck with the results of that, with the effect of that, yeah. you know, long term. But, you know, no, it's, you know, some look out for some shady folks down at the mall. I mean, I don't... Well, there's a whole blog devoted to the people of Walmart, and uh, they are fairly <laughs> scary. But yeah, are. I'm one of them. I'm in there all the time. 
Are you a greeter still over there? No, I, no. You know what? Uh, there was no greeter today at the Walmart, and there were no buggies. There were no buggies, and um, I had to go back into the parking lot, which is full of snow, to find a buggy. Huh. And uh, that was a real, uh, really slowed down my Chinese shopping experience because they weren't doing, they they were falling down. But uh, that was my Walmart experience of the day. I actually asked the checker last time. That's all right. I've gone to Walmart. So last time I was there, I actually asked the checker, are you aware <laughs> that like 10, 10% roughly, uh, you know, the U.S. economy is through this organization which sells exclusively Chinese products, basically? And that was very unpopular, not only with her or well, people. Maybe the dry goods are from China, but I, my bananas came from Costa Rica. So it's, uh, <laughs> I bought wipers and bananas. Where else can you do that? Not too many places. Here in LA, it rains so it hardly ever rains. So when it does, if you drive by those spots, like, and the trash can is filled to overflowing with wiper blade boxes. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah boy, you were saying, yeah, not at Target. Well, Target can't even get their liquidation sale here in Canada right. They they all they yeah. advertise one high number, and you walk in there, and there's nothing at that discount everything is still really poorly discounted so they, they can't even liquidate properly so good riddance to target plus the name target yeah no, i had with the target i've actually had to go up and tell them hey you still have a sticker up saying this is on sale so i'd like the sale price if that's okay <laughs> well, legally, like, oh, really oh you know, legally you get you you are entitled to it at least up here if the sticker is still on it unless you put it there <laughs> So Java, let's get back to your um, your podcast. Why don't we? Why don't we? Hoyt? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Ask Hoy. Hoy, do you remember what product it was you were buying? Actually, <laughs> uh, I believe it was a bag of chips. Oh, you shouldn't have been <laughs> buying that anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. You report that to your local Target regional manager. Um, Java, what uh, what do you like to talk about on your podcast so the the good the good listenership can uh, perhaps tune in at a future time? And who do you, you do? Who do you do your podcast with? I think you said mono. It's very, it's extremely juvenile. All um, right. I don't. Want to, if you caught the earlier, you know, earlier in the call, if you caught it, you know how old I am. But uh, it's very juvenile for my age. And but uh, the guy who does it with me, he uses the name Monosodium. And uh, he he's aware of things, probably not as much as a lot of people on here. Um, he doesn't necessarily do any research either, so uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, he you know works a normal job, and he's and he's quite a bit younger than I am. Yeah. But, so you're uh, trying to educate him? <laughs> a little bit. You know, he's aware <laughs> of the concepts. He just uh, just doesn't go any further with them, and uh, so there's not a lot of depth there. But we just kind of roll it and. Um, just to talk about things we find interesting and um, just our day-to-day stuff and hope somebody else does too. So, Well, that's good. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I got a lot of, got a lot of uh, listeners, the first one we put out, and I haven't checked since, but there was quite a bit, actually. I was surprised. So somebody's listening. Well, that's good. And, and when, I, when, when something you talk about resonates with me, perhaps even talk about 9-11, because it's interesting how even the most esoteric conversations can sometimes zigzag back to the 9-11 talking points. 
just because you're really aware of it, it's amazing how everything sort of interconnects because it, it, it is our part of our epistemology. I think that's the word Paul from New York brought up, just our, our way of looking at things. It all reconnects, strangely enough. So those audios that you talk in those camps, I, I usually post on my website, fakeologist.com. What's your what's your take on the word fakeologist or, and my whole concept about trying to build a build some meaning into a, a word that's fairly unused? Do you have an opinion on uh, that? Pretty catchy, you know. I mean, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, you know. Honestly, I mean, it's a uh, um, it's easy to remember. Yeah, and uh, little wizard. I, I especially like the little wizard character. Yeah, that you put because if you look, it still has the watermark from where yeah, you stole from it. I know, I didn't take it off properly. That's great. Okay. (laughs) Actually, no, I I think I might have taken the watermark. That's my watermark, I think. Oh, Oh, okay. No, that red red thing is supposed to be my uh, website, but you can't see it because of the iconization iconization of it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I admire weird stuff like that, though, so. Oh, okay. better than your other it's not necessarily better but it's kind of along the same lines as the old one the the Aberrata one yeah well that was the original emotion at the time from discovering 9-11 i was pretty <laughs> pretty aggravated by it like it <laughs> but yeah the the fakeologist the, that icon of the wizard just really pays tribute to the magic trick that was 9-11 that was that was more of a, a really good trick and i love magic and i noticed that your logo on skype is I think from a movie or from, no, it's from, I think that television series about magical, was it uh, the mysteries or magicians revealed or David Copperfield? Yeah, it's actually Copperfield. It's the, she's, that's the wall of China. Oh, it is Copperfield. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love magic. Me too. And really, what we the people that um, control our media are, are the high priests. They're the some of the best magicians, the best storytellers, just the best movie maker, the best reality makers. They really are. Yeah, yeah. I'd I mean, say most influential, but I don't know about best. Well, they're doing a better job than I am in <laughs> influencing people. Really, they I, got. I think, doing, I think you're doing a great job of of creating a new narrative. But I don't have any of the tools. Thanks, Hoy. But we don't have any of the tools. We don't have any of the magic tricks. We don't. We can't. We just don't have the the budget, as you said in past no. audios. They've got they've got the moving the moving pictures. They've got they've got it all. They've got, they can control the narrative. They can they can create controversies out of countries that can't even speak speak back if they like. North Korea. How can, they can involve a country in a movie, for God's sakes. It's, it's incredible. The power of the, uh, of the media. Yeah, powerful. Mm. Without becoming a full-blown Satanist, uh, you've done quite well, though, Fakeologist, in the well, tools that are available to you. You've really, in my mind, you push the boundary. I mean, you're doing a lot. You're streaming. Oh, thank you, you website. Java. You're doing a call currently right now. You know what I mean? So you, Yeah. Well, it's I'm all just, pretty much uh, available to anybody. I'm, and I've said I'll help anyone uh, do the same thing. It'd be My favorite thing is finding a new audio to listen to. Yeah. 
Yeah. There are, I mean, there the one are, you have there a lot out there. Streaming. That's probably the only thing out there that you haven't, you know, acquired or taken advantage of. Is what? Sorry? Like full, like video streaming, video and audio somehow. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I don't have anything to really broadcast. Even if we we're doing this call, I wouldn't, wouldn't have much to show the people. I did try a Google Hangout. And really, you can just broadcast your screen on YouTube. And um, but I don't have a lot to show. If you saw my screen now, I'm just flipping around between the chat and seeing who's listening. And but I find if I do that, I can't concentrate on on who I'm talking to. Uh, you just you just cannot multitask correctly. So if I ever didn't answer you properly or made an incoherent response, it's because I was multitasking. It's not. It's no no slight against what you're saying. You almost need a director when you involve video. Or- you know? Yeah, you need a producer, and that's what I mean. You need people to help create the illusion that you're trying to propagate. Did you? Did you? I guess we can maybe close with um, maybe some of the conversation about um, the Taipei plane crash because I brought I bring that up because I I found that group on YouTube. There's a fairly it looks like a large group that talk about hoaxes sort of in the way we do. And just recently they, well, they seem to go and deconstruct on YouTube all the major hoaxes, even the minor hoaxes that come before us. And just recently one of the guys was calling the Taipei plane crash real, quite emphatically, and created a division and create a drama. I'm just wondering, do you follow any of that? Does that interest you when you're looking for new people to listen to? Uh, when I, that specific event, when looking at that, the, the, the um, video just seems so obviously bogus. Yeah. Uh, that one specifically, I really had no interest in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. I mean, it's just, but it's one of those things where they put it in your face. It's such a huge lie that of course, like always people believe it. It's kind of a, kind of a frustrating thing you know, you know so you got did you follow from, did you follow the people that were promoting it as real that were speaking about just about all the things we agree are hoaxes and then all of a sudden discussing this one is real uh, uh and i'm not surprised but is that, is that yeah. what happened that is um, what happened with a big part of their community right you're starting to see us uh, the co-opting of it of the fakery right mm-hmm. yeah for sure. It's interesting. Yeah, it's so obvious to people already involved, you know, that it's happening. Um, I can't but, think off the top of my head. There was some event recently before that. But, yeah. Doesn't that point to the complexity of what we're dealing with here? We're not just dealing with a few people that, oh, analyze what the media is doing or what they're saying. But it's 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 such a total all-encompassing operation that really could only be pulled off on a military level to manage all the ideas all the conflicting ideas all the conflicting conflictors every level seems to be managed and uh, that that level of discussion almost never occurs in my mind, it tends to it points to more than just a monetary benefit by these characters too. I know we talked about this before, yeah. and people's eyes tend to glaze over. But I believe that that some of the people uh, are, you know, 
they're serving a uh, they're they're benefiting in some other way. They're serving something, uh, some cause or religion, if you want to call it that, or some entity that they that they believe that they're. Um, I know most people drop off the call at this point, but um, <laughs> I, I do believe there's something aside from monetary benefit involved in this stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of resources they have at their disposal, you know, but. Uh, it's pretty complex, like you said. It's almost. Uh, I go with unlimited. Supernatural. Resources. Sure, that's the way of seeing it. Um, I just mentioned David Eager earlier. That his podcast is uh, out of darkness into the light. Yeah, I think I've listened to him a little bit. He came on a call, or maybe Chris's call at one yeah. point. HoaxbustersCall dot com for anyone uh, who wants to know who Chris is. And he touches on some stuff that I hadn't heard before. I don't necessarily believe it, but I haven't yeah. even begun to, to verify, but, uh, it explains some of the things beyond, uh, what we're aware of maybe motivating some of this stuff. I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have to have him on just for a quick broadcast. Cause he sometimes drifts into our, our territory of the stuff we look at. Is there yeah. anyone else you listen to that you would recommend to the good people? Uh, who do I have on my thing? Uh, you know, I have the pretty just basic stuff. I've got Chris Kendall's Hoaxbusters. I have um, uh, David Eager's Out of Darkness and Delight. I have Alan Watt, of course, and um, okay. your stuff. That's about well, thank it. Thank you. Yeah, that's really about it. You know, everyone else is just too, it seems too far behind, or just the stuff's just too, I don't know, I guess it's too abstract for me or something, but. Do you ever talk about it with your your live friends, people that you actually see? I don't really have many friends, honestly, and I, uh, it's it's uh, I've kind of scaled back because uh, I've just noticed just from my relationships and other people's that um, just aside from the whole uh, conspiracy thing that uh, it's not necessarily a good thing to have a lot of friends. So I've kind of <laughs> let them drop off. I have I have a couple. Okay. And there are people that I can that that identify that I can honestly see, um, listen when you tell them things and are concerned. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't really. That's not really a problem with me that I have to to deal with. Uh, it's not too many people that I have to convince. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's not something you um, you do too much of convince people. Yeah. Or? No, and I did find a job recently. I don't know if you heard my thing lately, but uh, I was out of work for quite a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I don't talk about it at work at all. And, um, it's just not worth the complication? Well, the actual place I'm working, some people would consider it the belly of the beast, probably. Yeah. So it's not something that... Uh, and I have my own internal struggles with what I'm enabling. I don't want people to just sound to sound too sinister, but what I'm enabling by my work and... Uh, oh, okay where I supposedly stand. Yeah, I uh, see. It might be a conflict. Yeah. It's nothing too sinister. But I don't, you probably already know, but it's just kind of a culture creation fringe. So. Right, I understand. Okay, I know now. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... Yeah, I don't really get into Wait, where... Don't worry. I'm here in L.A. I'm here Wait, in L.A. now. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. I thought you were still talking about just doing research. You're, I thought you were saying research makes you feel bad. 
No, it's just I work I work in, in a fringe kind of uh, entertainment industry, so uh, you definitely don't want to talk about this stuff in those places because they're just heart and soul into it. You know, they're looking to move up, and they just want to be. They just love. They think television is the best thing. You know, so it's uh, yeah, nice. yeah. They're just oh man, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It, yeah, it's so funny. It, it's like um, if you if you pop their bubble, which is so delicate, they just would be. You know, they, it would just destroy them. Just to know that, you know, what they're doing might be kind of awful. Yeah, they feel like they're doing good work, you know, or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a conflict, but you got to eat, so I understand that too. That's true. Yeah, I would just like to get people off the news bubble. I know too many people that follow the news, like the Bible. I just wish I could get them at least to question a tiny fraction of it. And the media is always, even the even the media they love to follow is giving little clues all the time. Like, it's the, how could you, you you would you would you would even with the Brian Williams alleged scandal, you would have to just perhaps ask if there's a a, a second angle to the story as opposed to what you're being told. For instance, why he's being removed for a period of time, if not forever, from the mainstream news for being deceptive. That, that to me, should open up a whole floodgate of questioning if, if you are a follower of mainstream media news, which would only be an older crowd at this point anyway. I'm not talking about anyone under probably 40 at this point. I don't think the evening news means anything to anyone under 40 right now. But... I would like yeah, to. Yeah, we're talking about canceling news. I mean, my gosh, it sounds like it's probably late, but canceling newspapers now. Maybe people are surprised that newspapers still arrive at ho- at homes. But oh yes, I yeah, agree we're talking with that, about yeah. getting. Yeah, when newspapers yeah. like Los Angeles Times have under a million subscription, that's to me that's pretty amazing. You know, and that's a that's a big paper, right? Well, that's what you're told. I think the circulations are are. I think the I think the the lines of of newspaper copy that are actually read and paid for are very low at, at this point. I think there's a whole generation that doesn't get their hands dirty with the newspaper, doesn't watch the evening news. So, I think there's a big I think there's a big scramble right now to trying to find where the young eyes are looking because they're all over the place right now. And I'm not sure that any of these messages are really getting through with all the resources that they have. I think right now it's a big scramble. So that's why I've said before, I think we're on a, we're on a more level playing field than ever before with the podcasts, with the websites. I really think there's a, there's some pretty good opportunity that uh, if the fakeologist streaming radio station gets pre-programmed by somebody into their new car everyone should go rent a car and just see what today's technology has in the dashboard for media if you could put if you could put a fakeologist radio station and just listen to to my stuff on one of your presets boy that's powerful that's really powerful that i could be right beside ABC, NBC, or any of the PBS audio streams, or I'm sure there's video streaming 
through the internet in cars too for the back seat at least so i think that's yeah, a hopeful thing yeah and that's why i stream this website actually i know not too many people listen to anything live today but if you do because you didn't have the uh you didn't have the pre-planning of downloading a podcast onto your device into your car then stream, and that's why I have these three streams, S1, S2, S3, .fakeologist.com. Anyone can stream from their car or wherever they are and listen to something, something that's not mainstream. That's why I do it. And that's why everyone should listen if they can. 24 hours a day, right? They're running. So, yeah, it's 24-7. Really and cool. I'll just post under episode 135 that says Javering. I'll just put the link to Dave Dave's talk show what's his name Dave somebody for into sure. the what is it into the darkness out of the light out of darkness into the light oh out of <laughs> he has three channels but two of them are, are gone off talk show okay um, why but well you know it takes a lot of effort to constantly be putting stuff out so People come and go, and I think that's I think that's fairly realistic. Sure, fairly realistic. People get lives, people get jobs, people get busy, and um, quite frankly, people probably get tired of talking about all this stuff. I think it takes a real effort for anyone to put any audios out on a regular basis, even people that are paid, like the Howard Stearns and all the other mainstream. It's a lot of effort. I listen yeah. to mainstream podcasts still, so. And they're struggling in the same way to finance themselves, make money, get heard, get noticed. It's, it's, a, it's a big thing. You almost need to blow something up to get attention in this world. Which, of course, is what they do. Okay. Well, Hoy, you got anything to add? Oh, Hoy's, uh, anything to add, Hoy or Paul? Before we uh, close out? No, I'm good. Thank you very much for the opportunity to participate in this call. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you, Paul. Well, thank you, Paul. Hoy, any closing comments? Java, any closing comments? Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> just the usual. I got the uh, the old blogspot, True Lies podcast at, what is that, right? At dot blogspot.com. Okay. Do you post there often? True lies. I post the calls and I post, like I said, I just post whatever I think is interesting. You know, Um, it's not necessarily truth related always, but yeah. Oops, I got something else. True lies podcast. Yeah, podcast.blogspot.com. The other thing is in another language. Whoa. What lies in truth? 98 year old refrigerator. Okay, cool. And your co-host on your podcast is Mono? Monosodium. Monosodium? Yeah, we've toured the country together, uh, falling in love, falling in and out of love. <laughs> kind of uh, ex- exciting adventures. Okay, great. Excellent. All right, well, I'm glad we finally connected. I'm just looking through the history on some of our Skype conversations and it goes back uh quite a ways we're trying to connect so i'm glad yeah. we uh, made a connection there 
And yeah, it's cool. We'll see you again soon. Just yeah. Well, we that. have audio chat, which is less formal, and uh, if you just have bits of time here and there, feel free to drop in. It does work on any smartphone, the TeamSpeak application. Okay. So I'll be happy to see you over there. I know others that drop in regularly there would probably like to talk to you, benefit from talking with you. So, yeah, feel free to come over there. Great. Come over there and chat. It's real. It's not real. It is not real. All right, Rollo, calm down. Small mammals. (laughs) Did you want to do some dueling uh, sound effects to close it out? Let's try it out. What do you got? <laughs> I don't know. This is a Mr. Goodbody thing or whatever. It's But a large one goes. Okay, what a funny way to end the show. All right, uh, thanks so much for joining me, uh, Java and Hoy and Paul. And we'll close it out with the uh, usual music. Good night, everybody. Now they're planning the crime of the century. Read all about their schemes and adventuring. Yes, it's Thank you for listening to Fakeologist Radio. We do this show most Saturday nights. We stream our show 24-7 at stream.fakeologist.com. Contact us at contact.fakeologist.com. Our archives are at radio.fakeologist.com. Our backup site is fakeologist.wordpress.com. We're dedicated to exploring the world of media fakery. Since you're aware, point others to our website and let them discover a reality that they probably never knew existed. But that's not right. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.